Welcome Infinite Soul. Today I'd like to talk to you about what happens to your relationships when you start your spiritual journey, when you embark on your journey and you kind of come out of the spiritual closet for the first time. In case you don't know me, my name is Marina. I'm an author, channeler and spiritual coach. And I support and encourage sensitive and intuitive people on their spiritual journeys. Just a quick note, the English version of my book Channel Your Angels is coming out very soon. I am really, really happy and proud with the results of the Spanish version of the book. Only five star reviews on Amazon. So if you'd like to be notified whenever the... English version comes out, you can go to my website, thearcanepath.com, and leave your email address there so that you know when you can pre-order the book. One thing that most of people on their spiritual journey start to notice is that there's, they start to grow apart from the people that uh, they used to hang out a lot with. Sometimes friends or family members, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but you start feeling that you just don't hang out anymore, you just don't see eye to eye anymore, you don't enjoy the same things you used to enjoy anymore, and this happens gradually. When you start your spiritual journey, you start connecting with new ideas and new energies, and this starts changing you. This is a process, of course, and at first it's no biggie because you just start reading things that are different from what you used to read. You're watching YouTube videos, maybe you are um, thinking about some stuff and you talk about it with the people around you as if they were just like philosophical um, ideas or approaches to what's going on. So at first... It's just you forming your new ideas and your new uh, way of thinking. But after you've read a few books and after you've watched enough videos and after you've found maybe one or two people that are further ahead in their spiritual journeys and you are following them and maybe you read the, the content that they put out, you can realize that you don't fit in with your regular crowd anymore. Maybe you think too differently or you can see toxic behaviors that you didn't see before. What happened to me my, when I first started my spiritual journey, if you read my book, you'll see that I was always kind of inclined to the spiritual realm and talking to spirits and stuff. But um, when I was a teen, that's when I really wanted to go deeper and find out more and study these subjects that were kind of taboo at the time and they were kind of taboo um, from my church's point of view. So I started looking for books that would show me a different view of things. At the time the internet was very new and there was not so much content on it and most um, bookstores just had regular books they didn't have a spirituality section as they have now so it was hard for me to find uh, what I was looking for I knew I was looking for something and I knew I needed more information but I just didn't know what it was so I asked my guides for support and to show me the way 
And one day I just was walking down the street and I just felt this urge, you know, to jump on a bus that I just watched go drive by. And I just knew that I had to get on that bus. Don't ask me why. I just felt it. And I said, well, okay, I'll just go on the bus and see what happens. If I am, if I realize that I'm getting into a neighborhood or an area that I don't know very well, that I feel a little lost, I'll just turn back and that's it. So I hopped on that bus and I stayed on that bus for as long as I felt I had to. I really can't explain it. I knew it was being guided. And suddenly I felt that I had to get off the bus. And so I did. And kind of in the same way, I started following my intuition and seeing where where to walk and uh, what street to go down and all of these things. It was pretty crazy. And suddenly, in a very hidden spot, I found an adorable little bookstore. And when I read the sign, it said esoteric bookstore. And that did not exist or it was really rare. Uh, back in the day, I'm talking about the 90s, you know, I went inside and there were all sorts of books about metaphysics and tarot cards. That's where I got my first tarot deck, by the way. And that tarot deck was the first way in which my guides were able to communicate with me more clearly. And that was a total game changer. I started doing readings for myself for my friends. Uh, we, were, we were pretty young. I, I don't know if I was even 15 or 14 at the time. I was really young. So I don't know how deep the readings really went, right? But I was really into it. And I started reading about spiritualism and life after death and spirits and all kinds of stuff. I was fascinated. And what I felt while I was reading all this information, was that I was remembering. I was not so much learning as I was remembering. When I read it, it was like a part of me said, oh, I already knew this. Oh, this makes sense. You might be going through this experience of your first um, spiritual awakening. And I'm saying your first because we may go through various of these throughout our lives. And that is how it felt for me. And that's when, after a while, I decided to... It was not so much a decision. I just started coming out of my spiritual closet without even knowing that I was coming out of any kind of closet. I was just talking about what I was feeling, reading. I wanted to spread the message, you know. I wanted to learn and debate and I wanted to see what other people were felt about it and what they thought about it. Of course, what they thought about it was that I was crazy. That's what they felt about it. And it was a weird time in my life because on the one hand, I was really happy and I felt fulfilled and I felt like I had found um, a very authentic part of myself. I enjoyed that so very much and learning about tarot and doing readings and being in a deeper connection with the beyond and the ethereal realms. That was to me, that, that, that was incredible and I was so happy. But on the other hand, I was a teenager. 
And most teenagers didn't care about all of this. Most teenagers didn't even think twice about the spiritual stuff. So I was really like an outcast during high school. And that could feel very lonely. And in your case, maybe you're not a teenager. But I bet that when you first starting share, started to share your experiences, your spiritual experiences and these new points of view and these new beliefs, maybe you felt a little bit lonely too. Because the people around you, they knew you from before. So suddenly you come with all of this new stuff And maybe they didn't even expect for you to change this way. And most people also get very defensive. Sometimes you just want to share and people feel like their beliefs are being challenged. She changed her beliefs. We used to believe in the same things, we thought. Oh, suddenly she changed her beliefs and she's challenging mine. I want to keep mine. Why is she right and I'm wrong? You know, it, and, and it becomes this kind of battle between beliefs. So if you are going through that transition and that first uh, situation, I have a few tips for you and I hope they help you. The first one would be when you share what's happening to you and the way you're feeling, uh, try to always Bear in mind who you're talking to, what their beliefs are, and try not to push the envelope so much. You know, because sometimes we are so excited about our new beliefs that we don't realize that we are like maybe being disrespectful to the other person's beliefs. And I know that that is not your intention at all. I know it because I was there. Remember, I, I went through that. But the other person may see that as an attack on their own beliefs because you changed your beliefs because the old ones didn't really resonate with you anymore and maybe you found some issues that you didn't like about that system and you start sharing that because you cannot i can't believe i didn't see that before you think how could i not see and i don't agree with this anymore and you want to share that But when you share that, the people that still agree with that or that think that it's wrong to question it, because that's another thing. Maybe some people don't even stop to question their beliefs to see if they're right or wrong or if they make sense or if they resonate. They were just taught that that's how things are. That's what you have to accept. And you cannot question it. Questioning, questioning the belief is wrong. So sometimes you come from this place of excitement and curiosity and freedom and the other person is like stuck on this in this vibrational level of obedience to the system and obedience to those beliefs and for this person this has worked so far they were content enough and then you came along and you're challenging all of this and maybe they're not ready to challenge these beliefs and I'll tell you what Actually, they don't have to. What happens with the people on spiritual journeys is that usually we are souls that have done this before. We've been through other lifetime, lifetimes 
during which we questioned beliefs, which questioned authority, we questioned uh, spiritual authorities, many of us have been part of different belief systems and that has given us a unique perspective and knowing. So if you, for instance, incarnated in India or in ancient Egypt and you were really involved with the religion there and now you incarnate I don't know, in a society that's mainly Christian or mainly Catholic, well, you might not feel that you completely resonate with that. Maybe with some things you do, of course you're going to question it. You don't remember exactly what happened, but you know there's something more. So you have this calling, you have this curiosity, but other people may not. Other people may not have all those spiritual experiences that you had. Other people may be just content with doing what's asked of them and feeling that they are good people because they do what they are told. You know, it, it's, it feels good to know in black and white what's good and what's bad. And there are no grays and that is very comforting. But that is not reality. Reality is full of colors. Not only black, white and, white and gray, full of colors. And right and wrong aren't so clear. So there comes a moment when your soul wants to question and wants to learn more and find that information that it resonates with. And once you find it, you want other people to wake up. And that is only natural. But if you are really really, really in contact with the spiritual philosophy, you know that just as it's not right for them to tell you what to think and what to believe in, it's not right for you to do that to them. You, of course, you feel that your newfound beliefs are better than the ones you had because they are better for you. They, they feel better to you. But maybe that's not the case for the other person. And even if it were the case, they need to get there through a process that they need to choose to go through themselves. So it really cannot be forced. What I would advise anyone that's in this part of the journey is be really mindful of who you're talking to, be really present and trying to feel and read if the other person is feeling attacked Maybe that's not your intention, but they might feel attacked and because they, they might feel vulnerable. Maybe they never really thought about all of this and you come with this, you come barging in with all of these new thoughts and they just want to be safe and knowing what they do is good and that's all that they want to know. So just be mindful of that and be respectful. Also be willing to stop talking and change the subject if the person is not feeling comfortable. You know, I know you want to feel accepted for who you are and who you are now is a person with all of these beliefs. But, you know, sometimes we take this too much to heart. You know how two people may be married and they love each other very much, but she loves to knit and he loves football. And every Sunday he sits and watch football 
on TV and she sits somewhere else because she doesn't like football and she knits maybe by a window, looking outside, and they both have a blast. And they're not together at that very precise moment in time. And that's not a big deal. That doesn't mean that they don't like each other. That doesn't mean that they don't respect each other. That doesn't mean that they don't love each other. That means that they don't enjoy absolutely all of the same things. But they don't have to give those um, things that they enjoy up because they're with someone that thinks differently. They just give each other space so that each of them enjoy what they like separately for a while. And that doesn't mean that they don't, I don't know, they don't come together for dinner, have a lovely dinner, and they talk about other things. And they can talk about what they did. Was your knitting okay? How is it coming? Oh, it's getting difficult here and there because I need, I don't know, I need a different needle. I have, I know nothing about knitting, sorry. And uh, how was the game? Oh, we lost, we won. Oh, I can't believe it. Okay. And you listen. You listen to the other person without having to give your opinion, without having to, to judge what they're saying, you're listening to their experience, you respect it, you don't need for them to change that. And that's it, then you move on to something else. I mean, your newfound philosophy may help you face challenges in a different way, it may help you be more in harmony with the people around you, be a little more patient, more compassionate, all of that is very good. You don't need to share the philosophy behind it, to everyone around you, with everyone around you, and they don't need to agree with it. You just do what you feel is best for yourself. If they ask, you can tell them, but without the expectation of them becoming a believer. So that's what you're looking for in your relationships. Not to convince anyone about anything, not to force anyone into believing what you believe or understanding it even. All you need is some space and freedom to explore it. And if someone isn't comfortable talking about it, you don't need to talk about it with that person. No matter how close they are to you, no matter how much you love each other. If it's something that makes them uncomfortable, why would you want to share it with them? You can find a new groups of people that feel the same way that you do that share your beliefs, that are willing to talk about it and that they like talking about it. But what happens if you are one of those souls that feel the calling of helping other people with all of this information, knowledge and energy that you've found? Because once you regain your spiritual connection, you might find that you have a talent for channeling, a talent for energy healing, a talent for reading cards, a talent for something. And you might find that you feel fulfilled when you can use that talent to help other people. Well, that's a second, let's call it spiritual closet. It's a second spiritual closet. And this one's, this one's a little tougher 
uh, this transition is a little tougher than the one before because up until now your family could just disregard whatever you're doing you didn't talk about it much you do your thing they do theirs that's okay but suddenly you want to invite people over to the house to do readings or to perform energy healings you want people to book a session with you maybe now you start dreaming about leaving your nine-to-five job and just dedicating full-time to what you feel is your spiritual mission if it's a secret no one's gonna come to you the people that need you need to know that you are out there and that you are all in and in order for them to know this you need to uh, publicly say what it is that you believe in what it is that you do what it is that you can do for people and that changes things a bit because suddenly your very conservative family sees that you're posting things on instagram or facebook or whatever saying that you're an energy healer what's that you know, and your mom's friends might see that post. Your mom's friends from church, <laughs> just an example, right? Maybe your husband, he just didn't care what you believed in or not. You were happy, you, you got along well. But now you want to bring people to the house to, to do readings? Maybe he's not comfortable with that. I went through this stage. When I had my first son, I was 20-something. I was already doing readings professionally and performing energy healing, but it was a side hustle. You know, word of mouth, a hobby. I charged, but I could charge less if I saw that the person couldn't pay the full price or give it away from free if I saw that they needed it. So. I just did with it what I wanted because it was my hobby, it was my side hustle. Now, when I had my first son, I just hated going to work from 9 to 5, leaving him all of those hours, not being able to control my time. So I said, it's time. It's always been my dream to dedicate myself full time to my mission. And I didn't do it because I was scared. Probably the financial consequences of that, but I was ready. But that's when things got complicated. I remember my father called me and asked me to remove my last name from my website, for instance. He didn't want to be associated with that. He said, everyone's gonna, if, if they look for our last name on Google, they will find your website. And I have nothing to do with that. He was um, the CIO of a big company, so he didn't want to be associated with that. And he was also fearful for me. He thought that what I was doing wasn't going to get me anywhere. And he said, you, you put that down on that website and they will never hire you again. And, you know, it was hurtful to hear that. But I believed in myself. But, you know... I removed my last name for a few days so that he could check and see that I was that it wasn't there anymore and after a while I just wrote it back down 
because I understood where he was coming from and I knew he couldn't see this my way. He had lived his whole life in a different way. It was a challenge not to burn any bridges. Um, but I didn't doubt myself either. Just like in the end it worked out with my father, my second spiritual awakening, my decision to be a full-time channeler and spiritual teacher and whatever, was part of the reasons why I got divorced. So, you know, there are some relationships that can be salvaged and others will be challenged and people might choose to grow apart or to separate and there might be pain and there might be loss and I am not saying that it's going to be easy but what I'm saying is that if you are following your heart and you're being true to yourself um, whoever cannot respect that and whoever cannot accept that well evidently at least you don't share the same values. I'm not going to say that they don't love you. Sometimes they do, but you don't share the same values. But you cannot keep yourself from growing and evolving and becoming who you truly are and the best version of who you are because someone else refuses to accept this side of you. And the other piece of advice that helped me greatly was really lean on your guides, really let yourself be guided and supported. Because whenever I did have any doubts, I would just ask my guides, channel, use the cards. I would do an energy healing session on myself. I would just relax. You know, I would use all of those techniques that I'd been learning and that I was using for other people I would use them on myself this would seem like a sad ending but after I got divorced I met my twin flame and I'm enjoying now a relationship and a connection that I didn't even dream it was possible and I have a second son and I have a wonderful family and none of this would have been possible if I had stayed in that first marriage at the time I couldn't see it but I chose myself over a relationship. I chose myself and what my heart felt was true. I hope these thoughts have helped you today. I wish I'd had someone telling me this uh, quite a few years ago. And please let me know if there's any topic that you would like to talk about in our next episodes. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to all of these experiences. And I hope I'll see you in my next episode.